Welcome to the MPGP Podcast. I'm Haley. Craig. And today, (laughs) (laughs) we have so many updates. Let's see. Um, Yo girl, Haley, is fully vaccinated. She's a fully vaccinated queen. Pfizer, all the way. What do you think her kids are going to look like because of this? Bill Gates. <laughs> Dude, his net worth is $127.3 billion. That's too many monies. Bill. That's really, That's really not that much. Shut up. Are you serious? Billion is like, that's like an unfathomable. Did you know that Bill Gates actually invented the term billion? Did he? Yeah, it's named after him actually. No way. Wait, are you kidding? I'm being gullible. Wait, are you April Foolsing me right now? Think about it. Bill Gates. Are you joking? Think about it. Bill Gates. (laughs) Billion. He kind of looks hot as like a 40 year old. No, he does not look hot at all. We don't think Bill Gates is hot. He's ugly. Let's go on the record. Did he get arrested? Who's the hottest like billionaire? Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon (sighs) Musk. Ew. That's a big four of the billionaire boys. Um, well, I feel like, honestly... I feel like Zuck might be hottest. No. I definitely don't want to touch Elon Musk with a ten-foot pole. <laughs> They're all really crusty. I don't want to be in the same room with any of them, and Jeff Bezos gives off, like, Lex Luthor vibes. He He's does. Fucking, he looks like a seal. He's as hairless... He does look like Lex Luthor, dude. He's as hairless as a seal. Ew, I'm scared. Let's look at, um, wait, I'm going to look at a picture of... Would you rather get killed by, um, Jeff Bezos or Jason Voorhees? Um, Jason. Jason I literally am looking up Grimes' boyfriend because I forgot Elon Musk. Okay. Yeah. I literally forgot. I I know, like, two seconds ago you said his name, but I, I forgot. My brain is fucking fried right now. Grimes Musk. What do you think? Grimes- Honestly, I would. I think out of all of them, <laughs> you'd fuck him. Uh, that wasn't the question, dude. If okay, <laughs> that isn't that? Question. Wait, what was the question? Who's hottest? I guess maybe well, it was fuck. I don't. I know. thought. Oh, I guess like. Well, please tell me you wouldn't. I wouldn't fuck, fuck him Musk. if the question is okay. I would not fuck. I'm going on the record right now and saying I would not fuck any billionaire. That especially the ones that we listed. I'm just saying that Elon Musk is more attractive than the Zuck and definitely more attractive than Jeff Bezos and more attractive than, I feel like Bill Gates and Elon Musk are kind of tied. No, I don't, I don't think, Elon Musk is not hot. He has a square face. He dates Grimes. Like, fuck this guy. He's a billionaire who wants to be cool. If you get to be a billionaire, you don't also get to be cool. Yeah, it's annoying. You can't have everything. It's honestly... I hate him on principle. Billionaires are weird. I'd like to be a thousandaire. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a thousand dollars in our bank account. (laughs) We were were at a drive-in movie theater and got some popcorn. Mm -hmm. And we saw Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Mm-hmm. The Dream Warriors, my first time viewing. 
And my first time on a drive-in, I think. My first time on a drive-in. I'd seen the movie a bunch. It was, it was, okay. It was fun, but um, I think we would go back, like, without the car because Craig's, like, windshield or, like, roof. There was, like, they made us pull. First off, I have a truck. Yeah. It's a two-seater. And it's very cramped, and, like, it's a bench seat kind of deal. So, it's not really, like, cushy, reclining your chair back vibes. <laughs> like, you're just kind of sitting upright. Like, the shape of the seat is kind of what you get. So, um, yeah, we couldn't, They we were the only truck there, because <laughs> who the fuck has a truck in Brooklyn? So they're like, you go over here by yourself, which <laughs> seems cool. We weren't like in a line of cars and trapped, really. Yeah. But that we were the front row then. So I kept trying to back my truck up to, <laughs> like, sneakily back my truck up to view the screen. Yeah, like we because I couldn't view see. It. I was we like breaking my neck. Yeah, to we literally see had to like up. bend down. Um, and we still. We still couldn't really see. We backed up like I was like laying down in my <laughs> truck. Yeah, and I so, was afraid my battery was gonna die because you have to listen to the audio through a radio through your radio, yeah. so you're running the battery. So it was definitely like a thing, and I do want to go back because it was really fun. But they also like have. Well, also, we saw that I I feel like we're, like, not doing a good job playing it because all we're doing is complaining, but that's just our personality, so it's fine. Yeah. But... Skylight Drive-In. Yeah, we loved it. We had so much fun. We love, we love you, Skylight Drive-In. If you're listening, please, uh, we'll shoot a commercial, and I would, we would love to be featured in your, yeah. in your commercials. But we um, will give you a lot of money again to watch one of your movies. Yeah. Also, we should probably like write our Yelp review. But anyways, um, we're gonna go back to complaining. Uh, we went to a it was like an 11 30 show which like this is not on skylight all of these was, things are I was on glad us it was at that time oh my god but it was like what i mean it was like really past 1 a.m when we were like heading home and i was tired but it's fun it was fine you were driving also, <laughs> yeah fine. true well i thought that you were tired but i guess it was fine but also, it's kind of like, like, it's cool because, like, the bars still close at, like, 10. You can't really do that much. So, on, like, Saturday night, like, this was, like, the first time we stayed out, like, past one <laughs> since, like, COVID times, basically. Um, so, it was really fun. Very safe, fun activity to do. Um, and I would like to go back, like, for... When the weather gets warmer for, like, a little sunset movie. Because you can go, even if you don't have a car, um, and, you know, recline and have some movie snacks and be COVID safe. We didn't even talk about what we thought about the movie. It was, you've never seen it before. Um, I loved it. I thought it was really fun. Um, Freddie was... I, I love his one-liners. Favorite death was probably it's um, prime time. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah, the chick who wants to be on TV gets mm -hmm. smashed into the screen. Um, 
so yeah that was that was a good one um i like the return the... of um a great final girl nancy larry fishburne the actress from boyhood oh yeah what is her patricia name? arquette yeah. was in it as Pat a Arc. as a young young uh, how could you forget Pat? is Arc? she related to <laughs> david arquette it was good. Yeah. I will say, I I watched this one the second most out of that series. Like, I've seen the first one the most, and then this one is the other one I always watch. And the other one, if I've seen another Nightmare on Elm Street, I've only seen it, like, one time. Yeah. Um, this one is, like, really good. The, the kills are good. Like, they get more in sane in this movie with like uh getting smashed into the tv mm-hmm. and the puppet the one. puppet with oh. the tendons oh the needles oh yeah the chick who's like oh. that an the addict f- is that that i'm bad and beautiful yeah chick? she gets yeah. stabbed with the fucking syringes oh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. a drug addict or something the deaths in um nightmare on elm street are always so i mean because they're so surreal like because they're literally dreams but they just gross me out so much we watched um thesis, thesis. directed by alejandro amenabar um so it's a spanish film that i actually watched in film school um basically about this like film student um who like it's so weird her thesis is about violence in uh, audiovisual violence she was like intrigued by it yeah um so basically it's like that's the premise she's like writing her thesis on that so she like connects with this guy and they basically like go on this like weird rabbit hole of like snuff films and discover that there's like a snuff film ring at their university basically <laughs> um and yeah i watched it in film school um because i took a spanish cinema class and um the at main actress that's in it was also she was in a bunch of spanish films it was um what's your name Anna Torrent, she's like, I remember like in school being taught about her because she has these like kind of big expressive eyes and my film teacher was like, she's known as the eyes of Spain. And I'm like, I, but yeah, she's also in Spirit of the Beehive, which is really good, but I haven't seen it in a really long time. That I love that movie. And this movie was really good too. I only heard Haley talk about it um she mentioned it one time after I'd watched Spirit of the Beehive while I was off and she was at work mm-hmm. and I was just like watching Spirit of the Beehive on Criterion by myself and it was really cool and then she like told me this aside about thesis and I it kind of just like left my mind mm-hmm. and then our roommate Hannah brought it up that she wanted to watch it and had never seen it before and I hadn't seen it so we like dove into that and it was it wasn't what I expected and it was fucking awesome yeah I always expect film school 
movies to be like really stuffy and like snobbish. Yeah. Like boring as fuck. Like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> okay, we get it. You're fucking smart or whatever. But that wasn't this at all. This was just this was awesome. It was a thriller. It's yeah. very thriller. Like, it was very thriller. It was very Spanish. Like sexy. Yeah, everything from Spain is sexy. Yeah, we love. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. Um, I liked the. I always like movies that are centered around like weird te- or not weird tech that's specific to like a time period, like um hackers or you know like stuff like that the matrix has a lot of shots mm-hmm. of like old pcs and stuff and this movie is all about like like camcorders yeah like specific the sony yeah. th100x or 500x yeah. or whatever it's called something like that xi yeah. and it's like this uh big over the shoulder like film like VHS mm-hmm. film tape camera that has like a very specific feature, and they were like doing it zooms. Yeah, they're doing like cool detective work based on their knowledge of filmmaking. But also something funny is the main like guy um, is like this total like cinephile nerd dude. I would call like, him a to- cinephile. Well, he's, he's like a cretin. He's He's into death metal and snuff. Yeah, I guess, yeah. But he's in film school, and he, like, I feel like he's, like, one one of those dudes that would just, like, know about every movie. But he also had a lot of shirts and posters of, um... Nightbreed. Nightbreed. (laughs) So I don't know if his taste is really that cool, but, um... Yeah. It seems like the producers of this movie... Maybe Nightbreed was, like, huge in Spain. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe it was a Spanish production. Now that we've talked about all the other movies that we've seen. I think and all this t- other random and shit. All, let's talk about why we're all here. Um, Friday the 13th, A New Beginning. Part 5. Part 5. A, a New, new beginning. beginning. But what... You thought he was dead! Yeah, yeah. You thought he was this dead. Just he's, in. he's he, not. He, well, he might be, but mm. or is he? Or is he not? Thank God this series continued. We couldn't leave it at four. I'm the sorry. The best is yet to come. Still. No. So, <laughs> um, let's see. Little fun fact about this movie: it was directed by Danny Steinman, who got his rise to. Fame started his career in the hardcore porno industry, which is... And it shows. It shows, (laughs) y'all. The most tits you have seen so far in the Friday the 13th franchise, and they're all big. Yeah, I was about to say, and I feel like (laughs) this is like casting by a man who knows boobs (laughs) very well. Lots of boobs and lots of violence. It's just There's... like all of the, uh, if you come to the series for the boobs and the violence, which a lot of people do, this one is like the most so far. Yeah, and it has the most kills so far at 22. 
So, we are skipping my cast of teens section where I tell you all the characters and I'm just going to let you know the characters when we go through the synopsis. <clears throat> we start the movie um, where baby Tommy Jarvis, not baby Tommy Jarvis, 12 but 12-year-old Tommy Jarvis, same uh, Corey, Corey Feldman, Feldman um, back reprising his role for the first five minutes of the film. He is like in a little yellow raincoat watching two teens dig up Jason's grave basically to like fuck with his corpse or Yeah, I guess they just want to um see his face or yeah. something because it's Cause spooky. Yeah. Um so they like dig up his grave and they see Jason, he has worms coming out of all of the holes in the hockey mask. Looks great. Yeah. Um, and shockingly, Jason has a machete in one hand, which he uses to stab one teen in the stomach. And in his other hand, he has either... It's it's said on the wiki, the Friday 13th wiki, that it's a screwdriver, but it looks like a... It looks like a like wood carving tool because it has a ball on the end where it like would fit into your palm. Mm -hmm. Like it looks like a, like a chisel type thing, and I'm like, why the fuck would Jason have this in the grave? Yeah, I mean he's you know he's that always brandishing sequence. weapons. <laughs> um, so he takes that and stabs the other teen in the neck with the tool, and then lifts himself out of the grave. Jason's approaching baby 12-year-old Tommy Jarvis, um, who also fully has full head of hair as well, Note, noted. He, his hair has grown back since... After the events <laughs> of Jason's death in the previous movie, mm -hmm. where Tommy shaved his head, all but 103 hairs left <laughs> on his head. Um... And as Jason nears him and looks to about to like looks like he's about to kill him, he's like square up. We're we're <laughs> <laughs> we um flash forward five years, and it turns out that that was a whole dream sequence. Um, and Tommy Jarvis is in a car on his way to. Pinehurst Halfway House, which I'm not sure where it is in relation to Crystal Lake, um, but obviously it must still be in New Jersey because people know who Jason is and yeah, stuff like it's, that. It's got to be in the town because, yeah. like, I mean, that's just where the events of the last movie that Tommy Jarvis was involved in happened. And the sheriff knew Jason as well knew who Jason was. Yeah. Because he was speculating that Jason came back from the dead, which was kind of, oh, yeah. which he is like, kind of wild. He was like, you know it's, you know what it is. Yeah. It's, it's Jason. <laughs> yeah. That's like a very, like, that's a very interesting, we can talk about this a little later, actually. But At I, this point, Jason is already like a folk tale. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jason is like this... He's like a Frankenstein 
already at this point where mm-hmm. people know he's like hard to kill mm-hmm. he like never dies and there's nothing you can do about it <laughs> except respect his land <laughs> yeah don't go near crystal lake but um yeah so tommy is on his way to halfway house um five years after the events of the fourth movie so if you have not watched the fourth movie don't know who the fuck tommy jarvis is Y'all need to pause the podcast and go watch it right now. Okay, did you watch it? Okay, let's move on then. So yeah, it's like a halfway house. So it's, I, I'm assuming people who are either addicts or mm-hmm. have some sort of, you know, like, thing they're going through. Yeah, like it's kind of... Yeah, there's just a bunch of different teens that, you know, it's not really clear why everyone's there, but, um... Some seem like bad kids, some seem like angry, like there's this one kid that's like angrily chopping wood. And some just are horny, and that's just why they're there. One guy has a stutter. Yeah. That's literally, I guess, why he's there. Um, so yeah. This, it's, like, kind of, like, a farm ranch, like, like. It's, yeah, it's basically just, like. House for troubled youth. Typical Crystal Lake Fair Mm -hmm. type vibe. Yeah. Um, and so when Tommy gets there, he meets everyone, um, and everyone at that halfway house includes Dr. Matt Letter and his assistant Pam Roberts. Then the teens, there's Eddie Kelso and Tina McCarthy who are obsessed with having sex everywhere. (laughs) Um, The, oh my gosh, okay, Wikipedia describes them this way. The stutterer, Jake Patterson. The goth, Violet Moraine, <laughs> the the serious Robin Brown, the compulsive eater Joey Burns, and the young Reggie Winter, whose grandfather works as the facility's cook, Grandpa George. They are all getting acquainted and stuff. Tommy's unpacking his shit. He, of course, has his famous puppets and masks that he crafts and young Reggie starts like kind of fucking with him a little bit but it's all like lighthearted and stuff. Tommy says something like oh we're like here together are you my roommate or something and Reggie's like no I'm not crazy (laughs) (laughs) he's like I'm not fucked up like you guys my grandpa works here, or whatever. <laughs> While Tommy is there and kind of getting settled, a few things sort of happen. And we're introduced to more characters within this kind of opening scene. And these characters are Ethel and Junior, <laughs> <laughs> who are these, like, hillbillies that I guess live next door to the ranch. Or is it a ranch? The compound. The compound. <laughs> Let's I'm, I'm going to call it the ranch because, I don't know. 
It's it's literally like a ranch. Like they live on a farm basically. Um where they're herding troubled youth. Yeah. <laughs> um so Ethel and Eddie um approach and they're like they caught um Tina and Eddie fucking on their property and they're basically like don't fucking fuck on our property anymore. Like, if I see y'all, like, we'll kill you, basically. Like... What did I tell you about keeping your kids off my property? <laughs> I caught them two down by the water. They were screwing like bunny rabbits. <laughs> There's another patient named Vic, um, and he... We see him and are introduced by to him... He is just angrily chopping wood with an axe. Um, so, you know, he's just going at it. Um, two of the, like, women are doing, like, laundry and shit. And um, one of the other kids, Joey, um, <laughs> is eating chocolate and kind of, like, just being annoying. And to the girls and then he like leaves them alone they're like fuck off basically and then he approaches Vic um, who is the wrong person to talk to in general because he just seems very scary and he um, you know talks to him about chocolate I think he offers to share his chocolate with Vic um but Vic does not like sweets, and <laughs> <laughs> in return, um, chops his chocolate bar in half, and then as Joey walks away, Vic uh, axes him in the back and brutally murders him in front of everyone, um, in broad daylight, too. So, um, he gets arrested. <laughs> Joey reminds me of Shelly from 3D. Yes. Big Shelly vibes. Big Shelly vibes. And also, he his chocolate bar is like he just like held it with his ham fist and just Ugh. like smeared it on his face. It's so, <laughs> it's like so melted. on his lips and he's like. Yeah, he's. And he's talking to these like girls in skimpy outfits being like. He's, like, asking them if he can help, and he, like, grabs some of their laundry and, mm -hmm. like, gets chocolate all over it, and they're just like, Ew! <laughs> Get the fuck out! <laughs> so, yeah, that's our first real death of the movie. Um, and the first, the first, like, just murder, like, unrelated Jason Voorhees murder in the series kids kill a snake yeah okay yeah we can't forget our king the fucking snake from part one uh, <laughs> sorry the, for the disrespect that, that was there. the first murder <laughs> the first non-Jason slash Pamela non-Voorhees related murder um, so yeah sorry Joey the title goes to the snake <laughs> so at this point you're probably like wondering what the fuck is going on in this movie? <laughs> like, if you're if you, you didn't know what was happening in this movie, and this is your first time seeing it, and you're like the uninitiated viewer, then you're probably just like, 
why the fuck are they showing me this? I don't <laughs> care about Joey. <laughs> it's the movie, if this was the only Friday the 13th movie you ever saw, it starts with a dream sequence, then a time jump from the last movie, <laughs> and then you're introduced to this whole cast of characters and you like linger on them for mm -hmm. a while not seeing Tommy who is apparently the main character yeah and then this kid just gets <laughs> murdered and you're like what, what? <laughs> <laughs> is he Jason <laughs> yeah so we're all like what the hell so um you know the police chief and two paramedics arrive um one of them makes some kind of, like, wise-ass comment, and the other one looks darkly at him, and uh, then it just fades to black after that. Later that evening, two greasers are driving through on their way to a party somewhere in the woods or something, and um, the car breaks down, and one of them, the, like, driver is like, okay, I'm gonna go take a shit and, like, you have to figure this out by the time I get back, basically. So, he goes and leaves. Does he actually say he's gonna go take a shit? I yes, guess. he does. He goes and he's like, okay, I got, I got a poop. I got okay, a shit. there's lots of poop in this movie. <laughs> which is weird. I didn't catch that <laughs> there one. There is lots of poop. And also, the, like, chocolate bar could be like could be a hint at wow there's lots poop. of kills in this movie the other one um is starting to fix the car and then all of a sudden he he is attacked by an unseen person and they put a um what do they call those a fucking uh a flare gun? Flare, yeah. He, like, or uses just, like, a, a flare. It's he uses a flare and puts it, like, in his mouth, and that's how that guy dies. And then... So, basically, like, a firework. Yeah. He, like, explode. Well, it doesn't show... I would have loved to see the head explode, but it just kind of, like, shows his head, like, light up and stuff. Yeah, I don't think it would explode from a flare, because it just kind of shoots sparks. Yeah. Do you think it actually dies? Well... Probably not. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's something where if you were to die from that, it would be, like, days later in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> like, having a flare shoved in your mouth. Mm -hmm. But I guess if it's shoved, like, forcefully enough, it can yeah. go through your head or something. And your but, brain's, like, cooking. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. So, you know... I guess it is, like, fire. Yeah. But, your mouth would probably extinguish it, right? That's what I thought. It's kind of like, I'm just kind of like, <laughs> it looks cool. Yeah, it does look cool. Um, yeah, just suck on the flare <laughs> when they, they put it in your mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's how you survive that. <laughs> suck. Suck on it. <laughs> That's a <laughs> spit or swallow. <laughs> Ew. He dies, and then his friend comes back, and he's, <laughs> his friend, like, I swear to God, for, like, a minute, 
is like trying to start the car and he's like talking to his friend as if his friend is still alive and like fixing the car and he's like fix the car asshole fix the car you gotta fix the car so we can go you gotta fix the car asshole you gotta fix the car and he's literally like doing that over and over again for like too long and then all of a sudden the um assailant uh slits his throat from behind uh from the back seat of the car. Um, With like a machete. Yeah. So, ripped to him. And then um, later, the same evening, um, we see. So, there's a. Um, there's like a driver at Pinehurst. He's like really pervy. Um, he's like kind <laughs> of like. He's just like. I don't even know how to describe him. Yeah, like, but he was... Look, I think his vibe is, like, he's a disco guy. <laughs> but, like, like, disco guys... Like, if I was in the 80s and I was a disco guy, like, it's part of your character to be a, like, sex addict. <laughs> like, to, like, sexually it's like harass nights. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a good guy, but he's, like, doing coke, wearing, like... A fucking crazy suit meeting up with his girlfriend. Yeah. And he was, he's reading funny. a porn mag on the job. He's got yeah. like a 70s mustache in like the mid 80s. Yeah, he's <laughs> funny. Um, he he's looks like bald. a porn. He looks like a porn star. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Basically, this might be a porn star. Yeah. If you look up his other acting credits, it actually might be. Look a it porn up and let's star. see if we can find a naked picture of him. This is not a porn. <laughs> but he does play a porn director. This dude um is going to meet his girlfriend who works at a um diner. Her name's Lana. She's like this hot blonde chick. Um and he's going to pick her up. They're going to go party and have sex and shit. And she goes into the bathroom of the diner to like freshen up i guess and we see her literally flash us oh yeah that's our first boob. so those are our first boobs this is boob count time she lifts her shirt up she like pulls him down bra. she goes ta-da like she literally like says like a, a little thing about like she'll be like ba-boom or whatever ba-da-boom ba-da-bing <laughs> ba-da-bing and um which i thought was fucking funny as fuck um and she, she has good vibes yeah she's <laughs> posy vibes posy vibes she's looking forward to her night yeah we stand lana we stand a queen that just wants to get her dick so <laughs> um, so billy um gets axed in the head <laughs> while he's waiting on her to come out um so he disappears, and then Lana comes out. She's ready. She doesn't see him, obviously, because he got asked <sighs> in the head. But <laughs> so, at this point in the movie, let's take on the role of the uninitiated to the film. I guess so. <laughs> who do we think the killer is at this point? Because. I feel like if I was watching this movie for the first time, maybe I would think it was Vic who killed someone already in the movie. Maybe he's on a killing spree. 
Yeah. Or do you think it's Jason? If you see this movie in theaters and you're like, Friday the 13th, part five, I know they said Jason's dead and they mentioned it in this movie, but maybe he's not. Like, he's seemingly survived crazy things before. So, mm-hmm. are you assuming it's Jason? Are you assuming it's Vic? Jason's supposed to be dead. Vic is supposed to be in prison. What's going on in this yeah. movie? Who else could it possibly be? There's literally no indication that anyone else could be the killer. No one else. <laughs> I will say, though... <laughs> Darkly looks at the camera. <laughs> and then fades to black, and then we see the next four murders. Um, yeah. I will say I caught on to who was the killer pretty quickly, but we're not going to reveal it yet, even though we kind of did, but it's fine. Um, anyways, Lana, back to our girl. She starts doing some coke uh, while waiting for Billy, and um, she sees, like, I actually think she sees, like, the like the assailant or whatever and she starts like freaking out and like leaves the car and um she gets asked so does she seem to know him no like i think he's in disguise at this point so i don't think anyone really knows the guy well he probably has a job where he works closely with other people. And everyone in the town knows each other, maybe. Okay. She gets fucking axed in the stomach, okay? The next morning, you know, they're cleaning up the bodies of the greasers, and the sheriff is like, what the hell's going on over here? And one of the paramedics looks at him and goes, are you talking to me, sheriff? And the sheriff's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) No. What? And he's like, what the hell is up with these murders? And then the guy's like, like, oh, yeah, I just thought you were talking to me. And the sheriff's like, "I, I wasn't. And it's like really awkward and weird. And you're thinking to yourself, why did I just watch this scene? Well, just think about that a little bit longer. Um... And then the cop is just like, okay, moving on. I kind of think that Jason Voorhees has come back to life and that everyone is killing everyone. Or maybe it could be someone that had had a little showdown with Jason, potentially a Tommy Jarvis. You saw his look at the end of Friday the 13th. The final chapter. True, the, maybe that those beady eyes. So we eyes. have a few, um, a few suspects. characters. Who's going to be the red herring and who's going to be the one? I don't even think we know. Even after the movie. Later that day, um, Eddie and Tina, the two horny teens, go into the forest and start having sex. Um, so we see. More boobs. Now, is this the one where she's lying on her back for a long time? Yeah, there's there like arms very behind her head. Yep, there's super like voyeuristic shots of Tina 
just like chilling on a blanket while um yeah not saying anything yeah while eddie just shots of her just like lounging yeah because it's eddie a quiet need... moment if, in the film if you will <laughs> peaceful tranquil um boobies <laughs> yeah titties uh <laughs> titties per gallon of popcorn oh my god oh by the way tina's lying because eddie goes and washes up after sex in, in like creek. a random ass river yeah just like a creek um in a pond that is trailing off from crystal lake <laughs> so um they're they are also being like peeped on by ethel's farmhand who like literally she like hired in like a scene like the scene before basically um this dude named raymond who's like super dirty <laughs> um ethel is dirty too yeah they're Her yeah faces they do not they're very um you know they're very uh white trash stereotypes yeah they're definitely trash raymond is uh stabbed in the stomach um so he dies and then um tina is like lying peacefully and she looks up in the trees and then closes her eyes and then she looks up again and the murderer is above her with um grass cutters are they they're yeah, like, like the shears. trimmers shears and he shears like her her face basically and so when um eddie comes back from washing up in the creek he sees her like eyes naked. she's naked <laughs> with no. her face yeah. like cut up. yeah like her eyes had been cut or whatever so he like freaks out and backs up to a tree and when he does that the killer ties like a belt belt around his forehead and then uses like a stick to like is that garretin it or whatever he's he slides a stick through the belt buckle and then twists it so that it tightens his head against the tree and, and the force eventually explodes his head slices through his eyes and makes blood come from his eyes yeah pretty good. while he screams that's a brutal one. Um, Jason I feel like could never. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, Jason probably has. Just kidding. Uh, Jason, we miss you. And Jason, maybe Jason did. Who knows? We still don't know at this point. Back at the ranch, if you will, um, Reggie is asking his grandfather to visit his brother, whose name is Demon. Because I guess he, he like, um, travels around in, like, a little trailer thing with his girlfriend. And his grandfather reluctantly agrees, but asks Pam to escort him. And she brings Tommy Jarvis along. So, while they're there, Ethel's son, like, pulls up on his, like, weird moped thing. And... <laughs> starts like a fight with Tommy and Tommy like kicks the shit out of him basically and runs away because again like Tommy Jarvis turned into a hottie with like an eight pack and like muscles like 
<laughs> Corey Feldman who? Like, so after they leave, um, Demon and his girlfriend are chilling, um, and Demon all of a sudden gets, um, irritable bowels, if you will, from some enchiladas or something like that. So he goes to the outhouse, because they're in, like, a trailer park situation, and... While he's in there, his, like, girlfriend starts kind of fucking with him, and then they start, like, singing together, and they're uh-huh. just like, oh, baby, oh, baby, baby, like, singing like that. It's a tender moment. <laughs> um, And then he's, like, getting into it, and then sh- there's just silence from her. <laughs> so he's just like, but? <laughs> uh, and then the toilet starts shaking a little bit and he starts kind of getting freaked out so he like kind of wraps up and he opens the door and he sees that his girlfriend um had her throat slit uh and then he freaks out and he closes the door and he like is still getting like shaken and whatever and then he starts seeing there's like a knife that's like a long knife machete type thing or, like, even a spear. Like, some kind of long, sharp thing is, like, stabbing through and he's, like, freaking the fuck out. I think it hits him in one area of his body, like, his arm or something. And he's, like, freaking the fuck out. And then he gets stabbed through the stomach and he dies. So, rip to Demon and his girlfriend. That scene is really funny. Mm-hmm. When Pam and Reggie return to the Institute, um... Like, the teens that are all there, uh, tell them that, um, Grandpa George, Reggie's grandfather, and Matt are nowhere to be seen. So, Pam is like, okay, I'm gonna go look for them, and I'm going to entrust Reggie, I'm just gonna, like, leave Reggie here. Um, so they're like, okay. While that's happening, Junior is having a fucking shit fit back at his mom's house, and he's, like, riding around on the moped, like, literally screaming. It's not a moped, but it might be. It's, like, a weird bike, like a dirt bike, but whatever, anyways. Maybe it's, like, a... I can't remember. It might be just a motorcycle. Yeah. Like, one of those cafe racer... Like flat it's seat. like it seems comically small. Yeah, it might be like a flat seat yeah. type of motorcycle. Um, and he's like screaming. He's like, "I'm fucking killing kids!" And Ethel's just like, "Oh my god, I'm just trying to make fucking dinner." I fuck shit. Ethel, by the way, like hates her son. Like every single thing he says in the movie, she's just like, "Shut up!" <laughs> like even if he's like, he like agrees with her, and he's like. Yeah, mom, you rule. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> um, so she's like annoyed as fucking cooking dinner and while he's screaming. Wait, that's her, that's her son? Yes. He's so old. I know. It's supposed to be like that's her son and not and like he's like a grown, like weird. That's why his name's Junior. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It'd be weird if that was her husband. I thought they were fucking... I mean, they might be. So he's driving the fucking thing, and basically the killer 
reaches his arm out and uh, with a machete and his and Junior's head gets chopped off completely and his head rolls and it's really satisfying because he shuts the fuck up and yeah, his mom being so loud and yeah, annoying it's so annoying and it goes on for a really long time too he gets clotheslined with a machete mm-hmm. <laughs> then his mom's like thank god you shut the fuck up what, and what then, was he hooting and hollering about it was because he got beat up by tommy jarvis and they hate the like yeah they hate the halfway house kids so the fact that he like got in a scuffle with tommy jarvis and got beat he so was, was like tattling out. he was like they hurt me mommy basically he was just like freaking that, that out that was his way of expressing his his uh pain yeah it's weird. It's a weird scene. There's so many weird scenes. There's so many long shots of boobs. There's this fucking scene. There's the scene where he's shitting in the outhouse. Like, all these weird yeah. fucking this scenes. Scene. Yeah, there's... This movie's so If you weird. broke this movie down to the different scenes that they had to shoot and, like, the locations, you're like, all right shitting in the outhouse because of enchiladas Mm -hmm. riding bike around shack while screaming (laughs) boobs in the woods while guy (laughs) washes up in a creek back at the at pinehurst um so the teens left are jake robin and violet so jake remembers the stutterer Robin is just, like, a normie girl, like, whatever. And then Violet is, like, the goth punk-like girl. And, um, so Jake and Robin are watching a movie, and Jake basically, like, tries to shoot his shot and is like, I want to fuck you, too. Robin, and Robin responds by just, like, laughing. (laughs) Doesn't say no, doesn't say yes, just, like, looks him in the eyes and laughs. <laughs> so, that's some tough stuff for Jake. So, he... He gets the tough stuff of this episode for getting turned down so savagely. It was, I mean, he wasn't even like that. I mean, I guess it's, like, pretty intense to be like, I want to I wanna have sex with you, like, out of nowhere. Because it seemed like they were friends. But... I don't know. To just laugh. There's, I mean, there's a lot of tough stuff. I think, honestly, I felt the most sad about Demon and his girlfriend dying. Yeah, they were the most posy. Yeah. Posy vibes. (laughs) (laughs) They're living the life. The happiest characters live in a trailer park. And, dude, they, like, honestly, I would... enchiladas that give them diarrhea. I know. They seemed cool. Like, I would hang out with them. Um... It's the mullet for me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and the fact that his name is Demon. Jake goes upstairs, rejected, and he wah, wah. gets a cleaver to the face. <laughs> Woo! Um, and Robin goes upstairs and gets ready. Um, not, and she heads to bed, not before we see her boobs, which are the smallest of the film (laughs) (laughs) noted (laughs) um so robin is getting into bed and she like turns 
and she sees that Jake's dead body is next to her and she screams and then from underneath the killer stabs her um with a machete from underneath um and which is I guess like out of like you know when we think of Friday the 13th kills like I think obviously machete we gotta have like a stab to the bottom of bed scene basically <laughs> it's bed or and or hammock or something and we have to have cleavers to the face like i feel like that's also iconic also projectiles yes throwing a spear stabbing a spear through a outhouse shish kebabbing to the wall <laughs> <laughs> um lots of long like weapon Mm-hmm. Kills in Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Hmm. Very Jason like. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Is Jason machete through the bed and the neck? Sounds like Jason. Hmm. 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 After we see Violet dance for two minutes, <laughs> doing, I it's like she's break dancing but not hitting the floor. So she's kind of, and it's slow, so it's kind of just like doing the robot. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> Crispin and her dance off. Who's winning? Oh, shit. I might have to give it to Crispin. Yeah. He had he brought the excitement. That's true. He, like, his dance moves are like bursts of energy, while Violet yeah. is just kind of like vibing, which is also cool, but that's an, a she different... She can vibe over there. <laughs> Me and Crispin are fucking getting buckwheat on the dance floor. <laughs> Nuck if you buck, <laughs> my Craig guy. Craig and Crispin. Crispin, Anyways, we love you. We love you, Crispin Glover. But you're not in this movie. Violet is breakdancing, and then uh, she gets stabbed in the stomach. Lift, um, choke, choke, choked. lifted, pinned to the wall, yeah. then stabbed up in the air. So feet not on the ground, machete through the stomach. Really? You saw those dance moves and that's what you did? Then Reggie wakes up just as Pam returns and they discover all of the bodies in Tommy's room. So you're like, oh, and you don't see Tommy either. So you're like, hmm. By God, maybe it is Tom. So it could be tommy it could be vic remember the guy that killed joey burns in the first that someone did say early on in the movie after there was another killing like maybe it's that guy or something yeah or like they said he's still in jail right or something like yeah that. they're like yeah so it's probably not vic and it could be tommy it could be jason and it literally couldn't be anyone else that we've ever talked about or mentioned so they're doing the fucking you know final girl tour where they discover all the fucking dead bodies and basically guess who opens the door fucking seemingly resurrected jason Voorhees, hockey mask donned blue Stripes instead of the red and no axe mark on the mask. But still, everything else looks like Jason. So you're like, damn, Jason, new mask. 
new mask who dis <laughs> damn jason new movie new mask who dis new beginning <laughs> so they're like ah so they fucking run around um they happen to find the corpses of matt the doctor and reggie's grandfather which is tough stuff um and jason is then lured into a barn which is also pretty iconic for friday the 13th movie i feel like ever since part three mm -hmm. and um he is struck by a tractor which i don't remember um and then tommy jarvis appears out of nowhere and he is attacked by jason but he defends himself and eventually, he throws Jason from the loft window onto a bed of spikes, killing him. But before we move on, I want to note that there is also, like, a really crazy scene where Pam, who's our final girl, um, takes a fucking chainsaw and, like, battles it out with Jason and Reggie's, like, cheering her on and shit. And then I think the chainsaw runs out of gas. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, the kid's like, fuck. And then that's when Tommy comes and, you know, and then. Well, Tommy is really disappointing. He's like, fight me or something. Tommy's like, I'm here to fight you. I came to save the day. And then they, he just stares at Jason. Yeah. And Jason stares at him, he's like, okay, and just, like, hacks his chest. Like, Oh, yeah, he, he kind of like, gets bodied him. a bit by Jason. He slices his chest. I'm like, Tommy, you just, like, flipped a dude two scenes ago. Like, bring some of that energy to Jason. <laughs> yeah. Now's your moment. You killed him once. Kill him again. Yeah, bro. So, he does eventually redeem himself, and he does throw... Jason from the loft onto a bed of spikes below and in the process of you know this killer dying so his hockey mask flies off and he's fashioned a mask within a mask a mask under the mask there's no face plate so he's made a mask of the back of Jason's head and the sides of Jason's head but left his face exposed because it's going to be covered by the hockey mask. Mm -hmm. So this dude made a fucking full-on double mask to <laughs> tribute to Jason, and the person wearing it is fucking... You might have missed it. The fucking guy from the beginning who is staring at the camera. It's and they the linger, paramedic. And they linger on... It's he has, weird. like, one line. <laughs> and his name is Roy Burns. Which I don't think they ever said that, but you find out Roy Burns it's is the father of the first dead in Joey the movie. Burns. Joey, the chocolate eater. <laughs> so, basically, we get a, uh, I guess, like, a Pamela Voorhees-type killer where... Getting revenge. He, he's getting revenge on the teens that killed his son. Which it's like, they, bro, it's not their fucking fault that this Vic dude, like, went bananas on your annoying-ass chocolate-eating son. But, sure. 
whatever Roy Burns. So yeah, Roy Roy Burns is the killer in this movie and not Jason. He's just he's a copycat killer. He's playing Jason and yeah. killing for his own reasons. He's inspired by Jason. And a lot of Friday the 13th fans fucking hate this movie for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Friday the 13th fans one thing I've learned from like reading their thoughts online is that they fucking only like Jason. <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't want to see Pamela. They only like Jason in the hockey mask. Yeah. No Baghead, no Pamela, no Roy Burns. Fuck that shit. Give me pure, unadulterated Jason. <laughs> yeah. But this movie's so fun. Okay, wait, we're not done yet, though. Okay, so. We find out that it's Roy Burns, like, well, one, because we see his face, but um, the policeman, basically, like, when Pam, Reggie, and Tommy are in the hospital, the policeman, like, gives us, basically, like, the answer where, like, he spells out the motive and plot and basically, like, yeah, it's this guy because X, Y, and Z, and you as a viewer are like, okay, you're like, thanks, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> let's just, yeah, let's just tell the viewer everything they need to know about this character because we didn't show it at all, like, we just showed, yeah. like, two creepy, like, random shots where one of his lines were literally, are you talking to me, Sheriff? <laughs> yeah, and then just, like, staring suspiciously, um, so... That's, you know, that's that. And then there's, like, a weird thing where Pamela goes to check on Tommy and she gets stabbed in the stomach. But then she wakes up and that was just a dream. So she's like, okay, I'm going to check on Tommy or whatever. She gets stabbed in the stomach by Jason, right? No, by Tommy. Tommy's wearing the mask and killing her. No, Tommy's not wearing the mask. She literally gets stabbed by Tommy. Okay, like, Tommy's in the bed and he pulls the knife out from underneath And he stabs her. Or whatever. Yes. So then she wakes up and that's a dream. Then we're, I think we're in, like, the last scene is very confusing, guys, so bear with us. But basically, Tommy's in the room and he's sleeping and she, like... I don't know if Pam is checking on him or whatever. I think Pam's not checking on him at this point. But Tommy's in the room, and he wakes up, seemingly, and he sees Jason. And then, that's weird. (laughs) And you're like, wait, what? So Jason's, like, in Tommy Jarvis's room. And then Pam walks in, and then you see, like, the windows open... And Tommy's not in the bed, so you think Tommy escaped. But then, you see, (laughs) behind Pam, Tommy Jarvis is wearing Jason's hockey mask. And he's holding a knife. He's wearing Roy Burns' hockey mask. Oh, well, he's wearing a hockey mask, and he's holding a knife. He kept it, I think. Remember? So, there's also a line where once they go down to investigate Roy Burns' dead body and they, like, take his mask off that, like, Tommy keeps it for Mm -hmm. some reason. And then when he's in the hospital after these events of that night, 
they're like, you kept that thing or something? Or, like, it's, like, on his person. Yeah. He, like, wanted to keep it. Because he's Cause he's, he's a weirdo. But, yeah, basically, the movie ends with Tommy wearing a hockey mask behind Pam holding a knife. And then it ends. And you're, it's implied that he actually, like, is a killer, might be the killer. Has like, a momentary lapse of reason. It's it's like a lot. Comes to and then goes back to normal in the next movie and goes back to dig up Jason's grave. And Yeah, <laughs> there's... It's all very... Um, the ending is very messy, in my opinion. Um, I mean, as you can tell by me trying to explain it. Um, but also, it like, if you know the lore of the previous movie and Tommy, it makes sense because Corey Feldman gives like a look at the end. Of yeah. The first one. So they're just kind of like redoing that, but now he's it older. Does, but the they're dr- like, they're um, like, he didn't kill this time, but he will next time. Yeah. It's all, it's weird. And I think that the idea was supposed to be that, like, for maybe six, Tommy was a killer, but they definitely uh, did not follow through with that because six does not even... It, like, retcons. It, it literally doesn't even, like, talk about... I, I mean, I think they ta- they ta- obviously talk about that he was in a halfway house, and, and I think it's implied that he was jumping from, like, different facilities and stuff even before he got to Pinehurst. So, like, you know, everyone knows who Tommy Jarvis is, but I don't think that in... And I could be wrong, like, we haven't seen Part 6 in a while, but I don't think that it really mentions the events of Part 5. Yeah, I don't think so either. We hadn't seen Part 5, so even if it had did reference them, we probably didn't even think about it. Yeah. Because we didn't hadn't seen the movie. So I think my favorite kill is definitely Eddie, who, if you remember, has just finished having sex and coming back from washing up in a creek. Mm-hmm. And this is right after Tina gets shears to the face. But um, Eddie gets tied to a tree with his own belt. So, belt around the eyes, around a tree, back to the tree, and Roy Burns is behind the tree, tying the belt together with a stake through the belt buckle, or like, yeah, I guess the loop at the end of the belt, and then twists it to put force on his eyes against the tree, and like, rip the belt through his face a little bit and it makes his eyes bleed while he's screaming. It looks crazy. Yeah. It's very like gratuitous. I think that's the most gratuitous kill in the movie. Mm -hmm. And I like Tina's kill before that too just because the shears it's interesting. Reminds me of the burning or something. And Aside from that, probably Roy Burns falling onto the spikes, just because I like Roy Burns as a character, and I like the reveal. Yeah. Um, I would say my number one is the same as yours. Um, that head crush was brutal. Um, really gross. 
Um, the second one I'm going to give to our boy Demon because we finally got the porta potty kill that we never got in part two. With Hook. Was it, was that part two? Yeah, that was part no, two. No, part three. Part three with the stoners. With the stoner guy, yeah. So. Chuck? Huck? Chuck, Chuck. His name is Chuck. Um, so yeah, so that was a good one. Um, and then I'm gonna give a, um, special, uh, honorable mention, not a full kill because we didn't see it happen, but it is a body reveal. Um, Grandpa George, uh, sorry, dude, but his eyeballs got, like, ripped out, and a Friday the 13th must, he, his body was thrown through the window at the final girl and boy, um, which always happens, which, yeah. uh, yeah, but tough stuff for Grandpa George and fucking Reggie, whose fucking brother and grandpa died, and... That's a really big bummer for him. Um, so, yeah. I feel like it's only fitting that this booby-filled movie... Booby movie. Which I guess we technically see, like... There's a boob, at least, in every movie. Yeah, there's a boob, but this one we have the most boobs. And I would say we see three... Pairs. There's three girls, or no, four. But we kind of see Pam's, like, through her shirt, because she's wearing a white shirt with no bra in the, rain. in the rain. Oh, yeah, it's raining, too. And there's Classic. the chick who does the coke. <laughs> yeah, so there's Lana, kind of Pam, um, Tina, and that's it. But those are, I mean, oh, and fucking Robin. So, yeah, so we have eight boobs total. <laughs> so how many out of eight boobs would you give this movie? How many boobs and out why? of eight? And why? I would give this movie six boobs and, like, two moles. <laughs> Areolas. Out of, out of eight. <laughs> I would give it six point something out of eight. Because I like it a lot. I like this movie. Um, I think it gets shit on too much by the fans of the series. Like, if you just type in what is the best Friday the 13th movie, no one's going to say this one. Like, hardly anyone would consider this the best one. But And a lot of people would consider it the worst. And I don't think it's either. I definitely don't think it's anywhere near the worst i like it a lot i like that it's a different person than jason mm -hmm. and because like i i do think they had to do something after the final chapter to make it such an ultimatum with like we're calling the movie the final chapter <laughs> and then wanting to like not even like what a year later when did this movie come out we didn't even I, talk I about think that. it was ninety five because the last one came out nine or eighty four, and this one came out in eighty five. 
final chapter 85, came out in 84. Yeah. So <laughs> a year later, this movie's already made after the final chapter. Mm. And it's like, yeah, you got you can't just start the final chapter and be like, Jason is alive already. He's already back. Like, <laughs> it's only been a year. You just saw this movie probably six months ago. <laughs> so yeah. I think they had to do something either make Tommy the killer or which arguably could have been a cooler move maybe yeah but then we wouldn't have cut part six the way that it was true but you know I mean it happened the way it should yeah. and I think this movie has its place in the series in the franchise I think Roy Burns mask is cool I've always been more of a blue guy as opposed to a red guy. Like, <laughs> never been a red guy. I'm not... I'm gonna wear the blue mask if I had to pick my mask on yeah. a table. I'd probably pick the green mask, but that killer hasn't come up yet, so I can't pick him. But. <laughs> okay, out of eight boobies. Um, <laughs> I think I'm gonna give this a five. Just, like, a solid five. Five um, boobies. Yeah. I I did like this movie. I thought it was really fun. Um, it did... It gave us, like, a little bit of traditional Friday the 13th moves with some of the kills and stuff. Um, some of the kills, like, I mean, it was very... I mean, there's 22. Like, I can't be like, oh my god, like, I wish they really went there 22 times. But, like, you know, there is a lot of, like stab off screen like body reveals like we don't see every kill or whatever so like i'll give it like i'll knock off a few areolas for that <laughs> and um but on the other hand i thought it i think it is kind of cool to see just like a fret because like we'd seen four up until this point of well one was pamela two we get the start of Jason, and then we get two more that's, like, Jason just being impossible to kill. Then we do kill him. And it was kind of, like, nice to just have, like, to go back to, well, who is the killer? And have, like, a sort of air of mystery like we did in the first film, where it's, like, who could this be, you know? Like, and it gave it to... It gave me what I really wanted in the first movie because... Like, I knew the twist before. Um, I watched Friday the 13th, like, the original Friday the 13th. I already knew it was Pamela Voorhees, like, and I knew about Jason or whatever. And so I think after seeing part four and knowing that Jason is dead and knowing that Jason's not in, or, like, he's not the killer in the next movie, or at least, like, knowing that it wouldn't be possible technically i mean whatever um i think it was cool to it was kind of fun to play that guessing game of who could it be again but at the same time i fucking guessed it was fucking roy burns within like as soon as i fucking saw the guy on screen because he literally like the camera just lingered too long on him it was just kind of like it was very, very, very obvious, but it also was sort of like, I mean, I get the motive because it's the same sort of motive as Pamela in a way, but also, 
I don't know. I still kind of feel disconnected from Roy Burns as, like, a killer. Like, I don't really... Because the only time we really, like, heard him talk, he was being super... I felt like it was, like, he was a little bit hammy. Especially when he was talking to the sheriff, and he was just like, You talking to me, officer? Like, no, bro, no one was talking to you, like... What the he fuck? He seems are you like a doing? goofball. Yeah. So it was just it, it is weird. Like, but it was fun as fuck. Like, really like the characters. I like this I like the new setting. Um, honestly, like we saw this and we saw Dream Warriors and I was like, these kind of feel like somewhat similar. Like, obviously it's very different premise wise but like I feel like with dream warriors like there is this like new twist of like oh this one character like can like has this power and shit and it introduces like more lore and stuff and I feel like part five like tries to do a similar thing and I think it's a successful movie. I mean, yeah, I think me and Craig are both on the same page with that. We don't... I We both like the movie and don't think... I mean, you know, it's fine to be, like, die hard Friday the 13th equals Jason. But the movie's fun. Like, the movie's good. We def recommend it. It's fun. Um, we watched it on Scream Factory. Like, I mean, we'll repeat the it every episode. Scream Factory Collector's Edition Blu-ray <laughs> box set. Yeah, so we have that. We need to watch the behind-the-scenes uh, stuff from that. We didn't end up watching that this time. but um, Friday 13th Part 5, A New Beginning. It's, a, it's definitely new, <laughs> but not. <laughs> it's definitely different, but not. <laughs> I mean, it basically could still be Jason if he just, like, took... You could make... You could edit this movie into just being Friday the 13th, Jason's back for some reason. <laughs> and, like, it would... And he's got a blue mask now. And it would be... You could edit... Um, do a version of this movie where it is Jason. And yeah. And it wouldn't even... I wouldn't really? add an eye at it. Yeah. Because it's the same. But not. <laughs> And for some reason that triggers people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like basically the exact same as all the other movies. It's just technically a different person. And then in the very next movie, all of that doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. So like, yeah. Yeah. Good times. It's good. Yeah. You guys should watch it and let us know what you think. Maybe you hate it and you can explain to us why we should also hate it. Yeah, it, we would love to hear from y'all. Maybe we can do, like, a little, like, um, Q&A thing on our Instagram, That'd which is mpgp underscore podcast, and say, what is your honest opinion of Friday the 13th Part 5, and see what we get. So, all of our Instagram followers and listeners... Um, you know, look out for that. Uh, keep engaging with our content online. And we are still on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. So 
like, subscribe, comment, follow us, comment on our pictures, like our pictures, you know, like our podcast, rate us. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Well, that's all from us for tonight. So, um, happy April Fool's Day. Good night. Bye. Bye.